the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Holy Scriptures give us everything we need to live victoriously. God gave His all for us to do so. Yet we fall far short of the blessings God has for us because we think we have it all together and choose not to acknowledge God. We wake up from a good night's sleep, unaware of what was going on all around us, and neglect to say, thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning and starting me on my way. Show me what you would have me think, say, and do today. Shame on us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Your greatness is so vast until it's incomprehensible and inexplainable. Use me now to preach your gospel. Help us to stay focused. Silence cell phones. Give us an ear to hear what God is saying now. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, turn with us as we uh, preach a special message on the persecuted church. Turn with us to the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, verses 10 through 11. Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 11. There you'll find these words. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. And all God's children said, I want to preach on this morning, prepare for persecution of the saints. Prepare for persecution of the saints. When we think of Christian persecution, we often think of other countries far away on the other side of the world uh, being engaged and involved in persecution. But nothing could be farther from the truth. Not only is persecution of the saints around the world, it is right in our face in our own country of America, as well as in many of our lives personally. As America becomes more politically correct, intolerant, liberal, inclusive of other religions, and more anti-Christ, we shall encounter more persecution for the cause of Christ. Beloved, the persecution of God's children is nothing new. We can clearly see throughout scripture persecution of the saints. For example, the first persecution in the Bible occurred in Genesis where Cain slew his brother Abel. In Genesis chapter 4 verses 8 through 10. We have there the first persecution, uh, even in the, fa- in the, we have in the family, in the family, the first family persecution came. 
In Genesis chapter 4, verses 8 through 10, it says, Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain arose, uh, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him, his own brother. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Now he's lying. Am I my brother's keeper? Now he's going to smart mouth God. And he said, God said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. First John chapter three, verse 12 says, do not be like Cain. That's the brother of Abel. See, a righteous brother and a wicked brother. Do not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one. Who is the evil one? The devil. There's a brother belonging to the devil, a brother belonging to the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, it also says, By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. We have persecution in the dawning of human history. Another illustration of persecution. Persecution in the Bible occurred when Pharaoh attempted to kill all the Hebrew boys, baby boys, to control the Jewish population. And today we can see the persecution of the unborn as well. Persecution in the Bible occurred when Pharaoh attempted to kill all the Hebrew baby boys to control the Jewish population. And today we see the persecution of the unborn as well. In Exodus chapter 1, verses 8 through 10 and verses 15 through 16, it says, Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, Look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply. And it happened uh, in the event of war that they also join our enemies and fight against us and so go up out of the land. Then the king, verse 15, then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives of whom the name of one was Shifra and the name of the other was Poor. And he said, when you do the duties of a midwife uh, for the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stools, if it is a boy, then you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. Here in this very passage, we can clearly see selective abortion. Beloved, abortion is nothing new. It's been going on way back then, all the way up thousands of years till even today. The murder of the unborn and infanticide has been going on for thousands of years. Life is a precious gift from God. Let me say it again. Life is a precious gift from God. 
I know you're going to hear differently in the world, but I say it again because it needs to resonate and ring true to your soul. Life is a precious gift from God and Satan comes to steal, kill and destroy. Like the midwives, we must do everything within our power to preserve the life of the unborn babies as well as young children. Another illustration of persecution is that Jewish persecution is seen in many passages throughout the Bible. Jewish persecution, even up to today. In Esther chapter 3, verses 8 through 10, it says, Then Haman said to King Ahasuerus, There is a certain people scattered and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are different from all other people. And they do not keep the king's laws. Therefore, it is not fitting. Look at that. It is not fitting for the king to let them remain. Look at who is he to determine that? Verse nine. If it pleases the king, let a decree be written that they may be destroyed. And I will pay 10,000 talents of silver into the hands of those who do the work. Paying to kill. To bring it into the king's treasuries. How sick. Verse 10. So the king took his signet ring from his hand and gave it to Haman, uh, the son of uh, Hamadatha, the Agagite, the enemy of the Jews. You see, my friend, Jewish anti-Semitism and extermination is nothing new. It goes all the way back thousands of years Also, we can see it in the Holocaust, which was the World War II genocide of the European Jews between 1941 and 1945 across German occupied Europe, Nazi Germany and its collaborators systematically murdered six million Jews. That's staggering. Six million Jews which was around two-thirds of the Europe Jewish population. The murders were carried out in massacres and mass shootings by exterminations through labor in concentration camps as well as in gas chambers. Satan hates the Jewish people and will go to any lengths to bring about their demise. Jewish persecution. Then in the book of Daniel, we see persecution. I can't give all the persecution because the service, the message will be so long. As a matter of fact, this message is so comprehensive until I have to preach the rest of it next year this time, if the Lord wills. In the book of Daniel chapter 6, just jot it down, jot the uh, scriptures down. In Daniel chapter 6, verse 5 and verses 10 through 13 and verses 16 and 17 and 19 through 24, all these verses I just quoted is in, Jan, is in Daniel chapter 6. We can clearly see Daniel's persecution and deliverance. We can clearly see Daniel's persecution and deliverance. The scripture says, now listen, I'm going to read this because so many today don't know the Bible. And I want to read every word of it so you can see uh, Daniel's persecution and deliverance. Verse Start with verse 5. Then these men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God 
But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with his window open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had already done, giving thanks to God. Then the officials went together to Daniel's house. You know, they sneaking around trying to find fault, you see, like some people do today and found him. Look what they found him doing and found him praying. When is the last time somebody found you praying? They found him praying and he was asking for God's help. Verse 12. So they went straight to the king and reminded him of his law. This was a conspiracy. If you ever saw one, did you not sign the law that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone divine or human except you, your majesty will be thrown into the den of lions. King said, yeah, yes, the king replied, replied that decision stands. It is an official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. Then they told the king, that man, Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Verse 16. So at last the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the the den of lions. The king said to him, may your God whom you serve so faithfully rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of his nobles so that no one could rescue Daniel. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. Man had no sleep. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you serve so faithfully able to rescue you from the lion's? Look at that. Daniel answered. Well, when he answered, you knew it was all right. Daniel answered, long live the king, my God. See, if you want if you want help from God, he's got to be your God. He said, my God. When's the last time you said God was your God? When is the last time you owned up as to who God is to you? He says, my God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so that they would not hurt me. For I have been found innocent in his sight. And I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was so overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on Daniel. For he had trusted in his God. Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. Let me tell you something. Your, your sins affect everybody around you. Those children probably didn't even know what was going on, but, but they suffered for the sake of these malicious evil men. Along with the, the children got thrown in the, the lion's den. The, 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 the ones who conspired were thrown into the lion's den. 
The wives were thrown into the lion's den. Whole families were thrown in the lion's den. And look what happened. The lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. They were just pulled apart, ate, devoured before they could hit the floor of the den. Tell me God can't take care of his children. Tell me, listen, you just walk right and live for God. God knows how to take care of your enemies. God knows how to make your enemies your footstool. God knows how to deliver you. Matter of fact, I believe we got some delivered folk in here. Anybody ever been in trouble and you know you've been in trouble and you cried out to God and God came through just in the nick of time. And when you got over it, it wasn't even a scratch left on you. Good God Almighty. Another persecution seen in scripture throughout the life of the Messiah, Satan persecuted and attempted to kill our Lord. In Matthew 26, 59, it says, now the chief priests and elders and all the councils saw false testimony against Jesus to put him to death. Matthew 27, 20 also says, but the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The scripture says in John chapter five, verse 16, for this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. Now, we often talk about the injustices that are done to us personally. And all of us in this room have have been treated unjustly. However, it pales in comparison to what our Lord experienced during his earthly journey while on earth earth. You just talking about somebody looked at you funny. Somebody uh, scratched your car uh, uh, somebody got you fired. And, all, and those things are big, but I tell you, it doesn't compare with what happened uh, to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Satan finally succeeded by working through wicked men in an attempt to thwart the redemptive plan of God. But we know how the story ends as our Lord triumphantly got victory over the crucifixion, victory over death, burial, and the grave through his glorious resurrection. Our God, the Lord Jesus Christ, won. Well, just say amen. We serve a victorious, risen Savior. Then, as it relates to persecution, throughout, listen to this, throughout human history, Satan has orchestrated persecution against The saints throughout human history, Satan has orchestrated persecution against the saints. In Matthew chapter five, verses 10 through 12, it says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Now, if you're taking to jail for stealing a ham out of H-E-B, don't say you blessed for that. You just you, you just suffering your consequences for your wrongness. That's right. You know, don't 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 jack. Stop jack leg and stuff. I don't know why I'm talking to somebody here. Stop jack leg and stuff and stealing and you know, don't go on, don't go in the black market. Man, don't, you know, don't, don't rig stuff up to get by. You know, uh, be, be just. Have equity. Have integrity. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, not for your own wrongdoing. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecuted you 
and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falseness, falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. Listen at this. There is nothing new under the sun. You think what you're going through, I'm the only one. Why are they doing it to me? They don't like me. They are racist. Uh, I'm so gifted, they jealous. Stop being a crybaby. You are not alone. You say, how do you not know? Because of what the Bible says. It says, look, look here. At the end, it says, for so, look, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. In other words, just read the prophets and what all the prophets, Jeremiah, Isaiah, read, 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 read all those prophets, uh, Moses and see all the things that happened to them. He says, what you're going through is nothing new. They went through far worse. And somebody just look at you funny. A cuss you out and you about to have a heart attack. Ask God to give you, this is it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Ask God to give you a tender heart and tough hide. Okay. <laughs> now let me transition. Why are many Christians, uh, not persecuted? You got a lot of folks that hey, no, nobody's bothering me. I believe it. I really believe it. You're right. You just true confession is good for the soul. Nobody's bothering you. And if they're not, I wonder why. <laughs> why are many Christians not persecuted? I'll tell you why folk not bothering you if you're not facing persecution. Let me give you a good dose of this so that you can stand for Christ and get some persecution. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Number one, some Christians are not persecuted. Because they love their pleasures of love, the pleasures of this world and the things in it. Some Christians are not persecuted because they love the pleasures of this world and the things in it. First John two fifteen says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. Some carnal saints have so assimilated themselves into this world system to the extent that people cannot even recognize that they are Christians because they look like the world and because of their love of the world. You're talking like they talk. You're looking at the same stuff they looking at. You know, you're playing around with the same stuff they plan around with. And then you will have the audacity to, to invite them to church. Matter of fact, if you're acting like that, please don't invite them to Maranatha. Just get surrender the cards back. Just take give them back. Give them back. You know, you you embarrassment to the church. If you're living like that, don't don't pass out a card. You you a candidate for a card. <laughs> you need somebody to bring you to church and sit next to you. You need to be on a mourner's bench. Just sit up front till you get converted. You look so much like the world. They can't see Jesus in you. So they don't bother you. You just one of the boys. You one of the girls. You one of the frat boys. You one of the Saras. You one of the uh, Masonics. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know. Mess with that stuff, y'all. You need. You don't know your history. Now a lot of folks get quiet. Now. <laughs> Did he not say that? You will go back to the roots. Some of y'all in some bad stuff. You don't even know it's bad. 
Now, let me move on. I can't do a lesson on that right now. Persecuted church. Matter of fact, they may persecute you if you get out. Number two, uh, many believers are not persecuted because they fear death and the repercussions of it. That's why they're not persecuted. They don't fear death nor the repercussions of it. First Peter chapter three, verse four says, but even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Now underline this, have no fear of them. Who? Those who are persecuting you. And it says, don't be troubled. Don't stay up all night losing sleep about what they're going to do to you next. Matthew chapter 10, verse 28 also says, and look, I love this verse. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Y'all need to write that that is a powerful scripture. You know what? That's why y'all don't lose in sleep. You say, what's the worst thing they can do to you? Kill you. Well, kill poor part of me, the body. After you're dead, that's all they can do. They can't kill your spirit. They can't kill your soul. That, that soul is the immaterial part of, of you. It's eternity. And when it leaves the body at the point of death, uh, it either goes to heaven to be with the Lord if you're in Christ. And if you don't know Christ, it goes right into hell, eternally separated from Almighty God. God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. Nothing catches him by surprise. He is always ready, willing, and able to hear us, answer our prayers, and sustain us. When we call upon the Lord, Satan will flee because he and his limited power can in no way stand in the presence of our power source. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.